guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Welcome back, guys. This is a new series brought to you by the Lawn Care Leaders. We're going to track the real-life weekly happenings of small business owners just like you. This will be an experience like no other as we get a chance to do life with these guys from the end of their lawn and landscape season in 2020 through the winter as they prep for a new year and into the chaos of spring rush in 2021. This is not an interview. These are calls where I check in on business owners and ask them the hard questions. We use each phone call to build on the next and make sure that we know what they are going through and how we can help. In this new series, there are a total of four business owners. The first two that you're going to hear from are owners going into their second year of full-time lawn care. The second group of business owners, one is going into their fifth year and the other is going into their 11th year of business. We are going to bring you two of these calls each week. Every Tuesday and every Wednesday, we will drop one of the conversations and it will be in the same order each week. Our goal with this series is for you to be able to relate with someone that is in a similar business size or in a similar situation to you. Not every phone call will be overly entertaining, but that's business, isn't it? We all deal with a billion decisions and come up with a hundred solutions to hard problems on a weekly basis. So by hearing the highs, lows, and real life thoughts of owners on a weekly basis, we get a chance to go through this journey as a community. Um you know, maybe a, a liquid grub control over a granular or something like that where I can save a little bit. And I've actually managed to get that sucker down to right around the 7 to $8 per thousand. Okay. So okay. Um, I, I can send it to you here after a while. Okay. After we get off the phone. Yeah, that'd be um, good. That'd be good. So, but basically it'll be, maybe I sent that to you. I was around the, like two and three quarter pounds per thousand for nitrogen in the liquid program. And if I would run a granular with, um, with like a, a right on spreader sprayer, then it would be like at the three and three quarter pounds per thousand. Cause we're, we're aiming for about four pounds per thousand up here, according to yep. what my sales rep recommends. So. Yep. Yeah. I remember, I think right after you sent me that, I was looking that over. That's as, like, Overall granular product, that's what we're about at. So we always shoot for yeah. granular four pounds per thousand square feet. So um, like a bag of 50 pounds is going to do slightly over 12,000 square feet. Right. And then on yeah. our our liquid, we're throwing, we're, we're shooting for two gallons per thousand square feet there. 
Right. Now that's, yeah, that's with the big tank. Um, we switch it up whenever we use a Z spray or a riding spreader. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's kind of, I, I thought I'd make up both plans just in case. I mean, if I can, if I can justify, uh, like a Z spray or a permagrain or something like that, then, you know, then I've got that pricing already in, in play. Yep. that I can base off that. And honestly, both of them yep. are about a dollar per thousand difference. Yep. yep. Um, just the, the stuff out. Yeah. The stuff I was using this last year, yep. um, I was going off of a couple of buddies and what they have, but I mean, they're using stuff that the first application costs them like $7 per thousand square foot. I mean, yep. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they're, they're still, they're charging a premium, but they don't have a whole lot of accounts. Yeah. Whereas, and their route is not dense at all. Yeah. Whereas I need to make sure I can maximize that because I don't have, if I don't get a write on, I don't have the time savings that they've got. So. Yep. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking where your head's at, man. You sound like you're really thinking through some stuff and going about pricing. Like at least you're being intentional about it. Like that's the biggest, biggest thing. Um, the other thing we can do on the spreadsheet with Zach is input. Like when you hire somebody else to do that job, making that your price. Um, we're going to want to probably set ourselves up for you to make 40 or 50% yourself profit when spraying the lawn that way that way whenever somebody else is doing it for you you're still hovering between that 20 to 30 percent profit margin range and set your prices up that way um just so obviously everybody's different but what are your guys average for a like a 10,000 square foot lawn spraying it like walking it on a hose like, you know, off the top of your head, like the time it takes. Yeah. Yeah. The time it takes from the time that, you know, they get out, out of the pickup and get everything going and start spraying until it's all the hoses reeled up and they're basically ready to move on to the next. Anywhere, the, anywhere from seven to probably 12 minutes. And then you, fa- okay. you factor in another three minutes to hop in the truck leave notes, send the invoice, send the chemical statement, and then they're on the way. Usually a good rule of thumb, though, is even with our drive time, if if somebody's got a good route, four stops per hour is pretty good. Okay. Yep. Okay, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was calculating 15 minutes per stop. Perfect. You're tracking right with it, yep. And what I... I guess just what I kind of figure is, you know, I, I plan to pay a guy, guys that I hire full time, you know, I'd like to pay him salary, um, whatever I pay him at based on a 40 hour week throughout the year. I yep. just kind of use that as a figure yep. came out to like 1682, 1685 per hour, something like that. Yep. Um, obviously that'll be different cause you know, come winter. Yep. They're, they're going to be doing nothing and making money yep, yep. other than when we get the snowstorms. But I just kind of figured I'd factor it over, a, you know, what is it, 2,080 yep. hours or something like that. That's perfect, so. man. That's perfect. And then a lot of the guys that I've talked to in one metric we're looking at is just billing $1,200 per day. That that needs okay. to be your goal. So what maxing? Two, two clients, billing 1,200, two clients. No, billing. Or like of revenue? 
No, like, yeah, in a day. So say he goes out and services 20 properties. You want that to equate to 1200 in revenue. So okay. as you okay. as you grow and scale, just thinking about like, well, what's going to max this guy out? We've in the past just looked at, hey, can we get can we get anywhere from 280 to 350 clients? Because we know that can keep a guy somewhat busy. But to really mm-hmm. max him out, looking at 1200 bucks a day is not a bad spot to be. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that's good. That's good to good to know because that that was kind of my big thing is, you know, obviously the cost of ownership for everything that's going to be, it's going to vary place to place. And like I said, I'm glad that, you know, I didn't even think about asking Zach because I'm sure he kind of has a general idea of how to yeah. factor some of that. Yeah. But Any, yeah, I'm, anything I'm you have that. like that, just send it over to Zach and he will... Okay. It's so nice when he builds those things out, man. It's just like, okay, like this, this purchase makes sense. Or it'll be the other way. Like, okay, this purchase doesn't make sense. We got to, we got to get creative and think outside the box here. Right, right, exactly. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, what else, what else is going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, definitely going to be tight going through January. That's for sure. But I mean, what do you expect being first year in business full time and, dumping everything back into the yep. into the business. Yep. I mean that's that was kind of expected. Um I need to do better about keeping track of my invoices through my um my church supplier cuz I thought I owed them like 2500 or something and I owed them double that. Mm. And I, I I went back through and I checked everything. It was just a you know bad move on my part and so it was just you know getting hit with a with a five grand bill (laughs) you know and it's just like ooh, ooh, that hurts right now so that's a big anyways get getting yeah getting that sucker paid and then hopefully we get some snows if we get a few snowstorms yeah and some salting events you know that'll take the load off it but if if not then then this guy's gonna go out try to upsell a little bit of work and if that don't work well then i guess go get a part-time job or something to make ends meet until spring good deal man good deal yeah because i don't really plan on burning up all my cash <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now are you so, do you so you're just kind of banking on the subcontracted snow revenue right now is kind of what you're thinking yeah i'm 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 hoping it i'm gonna wait and see what the rest of this year looks like mm-hmm. if it's not looking very good yeah. you know I've, I've already got some options open um i i should have thought about it sooner because i would have really upsold like christmas decorating and stuff like that and mm-hmm. now pretty much everybody's got it up yeah um i've already tried this week a little bit talking to people and no sorry we've already got it up but we'll think of you next year you know yep certain things like that but yeah well, that's still sense. that's still, still good though that's still action make sure you're you're tagging those people and <clears throat> notating to follow up with them you know next right next october right. so um what about prepayments have you thought about that at all to help with cash flow in january um, yep i do do prepayments i started that last year good. um 
I did a 5% discount, but I'm wondering if I offer a 10% discount. um, The people that I know will prepay, I could probably still get away with doing a 5% discount, prepay discount for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless, you know, I I thought about the 10%, and I've also thought about um, offering people like a, oh, I don't even know what you actually call it not really a contract but i'm giving them it's like a seasonal um plan yeah i guess you could call it and you know if if i've got a thousand dollars worth of mowing six hundred dollars worth of apps and you know a thousand dollars worth of other maintenance you know for the whole year split that up over over the the whole year you know and then obviously throw in the snow in there somewhere you know because the snow is it's just it's not like further up north we're just so hit or miss here yep. it's not like i can guarantee okay we're gonna get 10 snowstorms yep. guaranteed yep you know so you guarantee to pay that much and anything extra is whatever yep. but i could maybe do you know two or three yep i mean but yeah. I've, I've thought about that i've been kind of going through some of that stuff and looking into it I love that, man. I love that. One of the other guys that I'm doing some bi-weekly calls with is switching a lot of his kind of larger properties or ones that he knows he does a lot of uh, landscape maintenance on to a monthly subscription model is what we're calling it. Yeah. So that, yeah. that would be awesome. And on the prepayments, if you want to offer, if you think you're going to get more people to prepay, at a 10% discount, you know, taking that extra 5% hit for cash now might be worth it. But what I would just make sure to do is make it, make it finite. Like say, Hey, we're offering 10% this year, but it's only if you pay by whatever date after that, it's it's back to our normal 5%. If you, if you did that and your, you kind of push the monthly subscription model, I think, I think that would give you a little, little security blanket at least in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought. I I got one, one guy for sure, probably two that are already. Um, well, I shouldn't even say probably two. I know two people for sure are gonna um, be hopping on board with that. One of them is not a prepay. I'm gonna try to get him to be a prepay, but they are a uh, card on file. So I never have to worry about them. Um, but the other one is a prepay and he was already trying to prepay last year for this next year. Mm -hmm. So I told him I'll, I'll send out, you know, a prepay invoice for this coming year in January, get that all taken care of. And he's basically a do whatever you need to do to make it look good. Charge whatever you need to charge. Yep. Yep. So, so he's a keeper. That's for sure. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But That's awesome. That's I've, awesome. I've been going through trying to um, like do a rate increase letter for everybody, mm-hmm. um, anywhere from a three to five percent increase. But yep. I can't. You know, there's some of them that I need to go back through and look at them and see if they're um, see if they're actually needing a rate increase or not. Because some of them, like I said, I've made some pretty good money on. Yep. Um, other ones. You know, not so much. Some of them, I'm yeah. decent, decent couple of them, yeah. which some of those are going to go because people just wanted to 
make me do extra stuff and it just it took way longer yeah yep yep yeah i I like the phrase that people have been using of kind of dissolve the bottom right yeah as you you add add to the top so that's i like that i like that mental picture like that mental picture what uh what else your family Uh, family doing good yeah yeah we're doing good definitely need to start um I keep meaning to bring this up every time we talk. Yeah. I need to start focusing on what I'm eating better. Yep. Because, man, when I was when I was younger, just a lean machine and yep. into working out, and now, now I'm, you know, I'm a chunky monkey. So, okay. anyways, so, that's, which, that's, that's fine. I just, I need to, need to start focusing on just controlling what I'm eating. Yeah. Um, Work, start working out again. That's the big thing. Okay. Once I start working out, the rest kind of just falls in place yeah. for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny how that that seems to happen. Like once you once you start working out, it's almost like mentally you don't want to waste what you just put your body through. So. Right. Right. Tend to eat a little little healthier. We'll jot yeah. we'll jot that down. And man, that was a <clears throat> definite realization for me this year. We've like so it probably would have been six months ago. I just like really decided to hit it hard just cause I don't know. Like I, I want to be still be young for my kids and right. a big thing to me right now is like, how am I going to be the best version of myself? So it's not, it's not fair for me to expend every amount of energy at work, get off work and be 50% for my wife and my kids. So yeah, it's not even the, like you just have, you feel so much better. You think clear, you have more energy. And I think that's, I think that's awesome that you're thinking about that. I don't think it's talked about enough for business owners either. Cause it's, it's hard. Like you've got to make the space for it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of those that I look at it as do a lot of research in the self-made millionaires and billionaires. And there isn't a single one of them that is like fat. They might yep. be a little overweight, but they're not by any means obese or anything yes. like that. Yes. So, same thing. I mean, it makes sense. I can tell. I can actually, from about four or five years ago, when I was actually out at the time I was competing to, for, uh, or I was training to compete in a bodybuilding competition, um, from then until now, I mean, it's just night and day difference. I, I yeah. feel at least 10 years older. Yeah. Every single morning I wake up and I hurt and I'm yeah. stiff yeah. and I'm just tired and it, it just, it sucks. And like I said, it's just the fact of I need to do it, but I also keep looking at it as well. I need to do this. And I need to do that. And I always prioritize the other stuff and I feel like I'm going about that wrong. Yep. Yep. So, and the other stuff's important. Been, like there's always going to be there's going to be peaks and valleys in life. Like you're going to have times where you don't get to work out as much, or there's going to be times where like, you're just like, Oh man, I'm craving, like I'm craving God's word. Like I, I have not done my devotions. And so the fact that you're realizing it. And then now the biggest step is just getting through those first two weeks where it's, where it's really, really hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy that you're thinking about that. And the other thing for me that I'm like, as I'm going through this small business journey, I just realized for me 
to be able, not even just like being the best version of myself, but for me to like have something to give to other people and for me to have something to give to my family, like I have to be whole as well. Like I have to be. And so one, one thing, I don't know if you have a pen, but I can send you a picture of this if you want. But there is, we were actually just talking about this today in my my small business group that I'm a part of. And it's this like, it just looks like a target with a circle in the middle and then it has circles going out. And okay. the first one says me. And then the second circle is family. The next circle is like your team or people who you work with. The next circle is your organization. And then the next circle is your community. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the first circle is the one that has to be managed first. And that's, that's me. That's you. Like your, yourself, your, your self care as everybody says right now. The next one is your family. The next one is your team. The next one is your organization. The next one is your community. What's funny is none of those are bad. Like, like serving your family and being there for them, not bad. Right. Same with your team. Same with your community. The problem is when it gets out of order. So, now, go ahead. So this is just kind of, it just popped into my head, but the book, Third Circle Theory. I haven't read it yet. I plan to. But is that, kind of in line with that kind of that same idea i am sorry i don't know that book i'll write it down though what is it um the third circle theory third circle. um i can't even remember the guy's name but i heard it on one of the podcasts i listened to um i'll look it up it might have been like it might have been like the ed mylett show or something like that yeah um but he anyways it was it's kind of it's i think if i remember right it has to do with like networking and stuff like that yep. I, like i said i can't remember off the top of my head but when yep. you were naming off all those it just it kind yep. of rung a bell and it seems really familiar so maybe that's what it was or i yep. don't know anyways yep no that's good didn't, didn't that's know good. if that was something similar so that's good so on this strategy like the the more you take care of yourself than your family than your team that is that's being intentional so this idea right. of our coaching and consulting company being intentional growth, like that's the end of the spectrum you want to start with is being intentional with you, your family, your team, and, and then working your way out. Reaction, mm-hmm. Reactional is on the community side, okay? So reacting to your day, your day happening to you rather than you happening to your day is easy to do. So the community right. piece, I don't want you to just think of community as like, I don't know, like community service or going to your kid's school mm-hmm. or whatever. Like this is jumping into social media after you roll out of bed, go and take a deuce and check your phone. <laughs> like if you decide, oh, I'm going to hop into my community and check social media and see what's happening on Instagram and, oh, let's see if so-and-so responded. Like that's doing community first. And nothing good comes out of putting community or tech before Jesus and before yourself. And so that's that's an easy pitfall to fall into. Um, The other trap that can happen, but this doesn't sound like you, is being self-absorbed. So 
the most unhappy person is the most selfish person. So more often than not, if you see somebody who is unhappy, life is all about mm-hmm. life is all about them. Yeah, that's true. So I don't that's think true. I I know of people that are like yes, that. Yeah, so. that that's not you at all. But that's that's one of the the three traps for this little thing. The third one is, um, well, uh, what we just talked about going to community first rather than me and your family, and then um, the other trap would be just like not taking care of yourself first. And that is, I just put that as a a note that we talked about this morning, but that is just like letting, again, letting your day happen to you. So we all know like outside forces can come and weigh in and you just Mm -hmm. seem like you're putting out fires rather than managing your business. And so that's kind of the third pitfall that we can fall into. Mm Mm-hmm. So I hope um, I hope that helped. It's it's helped me a lot. No, it it is. Yeah, if, if you could if you could send that to me because I don't have a pen yeah. pen and paper handy. I'm actually so my my wife works half days on Fridays, and so my mom and my stepdad are up, and so he my stepdad's sleeping with our daughter in the li- living room, and so oh, I'm cool. stuck in the bedroom. I don't want to wake him up. So no worries at all, boss. Anyways, yeah, I will. No, I'll no. probably just like screenshot a, a picture of it and, and send it to you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, no rush on that. Um, no, I just I like that, and you know, I guess I can't. Well, it is shamefully, but at the same time, not. You know, I can't say that I'm not. You know, and I can't say anyone's not slightly selfish. Yeah. You know, no. There, there was one person to my knowledge, that's never been selfish, and that was Jesus. Yep. And so, you know, I, I can't say that. I, I have a hard time, you know, at times. There might be something that I do. Um, like, lately, I've been helping um, ProSigns, which is, um, they're the people that did the logos on my vehicles, you know, my trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just just helping them with a little bit of work since I've got time, yep. you know. And it, it'll, it, I mean me and everybody that we do, we always pay each other back somehow, whether it's we actually pay them or just return it in some sort of work or whatever. But, you know, things like that. There's been a couple of times where I've worked late, you know, into, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. And, you know, Amanda's like, well, why aren't you home? And it's kind of like, I get a little, get a little pissy and say, you know, I'm doing this for us. Yep. And it's like, but, but at the same time, then later you realize that, well, you may be, but you're also taking away from the family aspect of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep. No, so I can't say that I'm I'm not complete. That I'm self selfless. Yeah. Right. Self, yep. Selfless. Yeah. Not selfish, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's no. good. That's good. Yeah, I think at at some level we all we all are. I mean, we're we're all sinful, so we're all born in that right. and we're thinking about ourselves um maybe a better way to put it is self-centered i don't know yeah um, but I, it, what's funny is that topic you just brought up i think so many more conversations need to happen around that for small business owners i don't think many people talk about it because everybody wants a concrete answer and there is no concrete answer but the the right. the balance between running your business because you want to be successful and also running your business to provide for your family 
and then balancing that with actually being with your family and using yeah. using your time you know the most valuable asset that we can't get back is our time using your time to be with your family that balance as a business owner like yeah that's it man well, that's everything like that is an ongoing conversation in our well, house and I, and I and i feel like you know when when you kind of look at it from a 30,000 foot view just about every single business owner is selfish to a degree at least at the start of the business because you know they they may say you know kind of like i said i'm not doing it because of, because of me i'm doing it for my wife and daughter but yet if that were the case wouldn't i do something that would almost immediately give back to them. I mean, I, uh, I'm i doing it for in the long run. Yeah. You know, I'll be able to, you know, they'll have a good life. And ideally, I would like to be able to spend more time with them, give them what they need. But I think that I, I would push back against that a little bit just for your, your peace of mind. And that I think that's called maturity. Maturity is is sacrificing now for a better gain a better reward later i can see that yeah and so you're you're being mature and then i also think you're you're leading your family into into a new territory you know into a new season of life into a new chapter um, right. I know you read the Bible, so I'll go this way. <laughs> like on our podcast, I don't always bring up biblical stuff. Everybody knows that I have, you know, yeah. a faith-filled business. I'm a Christian, but like you look at any, like you look at Exodus or you look at people in the Bible and their hardships, and so many times the the formation of their life happened in the hardest times. You look at David's life, like yeah, a king. A shepherd, a sinner, a cheater, a murderer. Mm -hmm. And so, so much comes out of the pain and the struggle. And so, I don't want you to think that you're selfish because you're working hard. I honestly would, would think the opposite. I think right now, I think more often than not, the guy that starts and creates and sustains a healthy business is selfless he has figured out a way to make money helping other people and so if you think about business as an exchange of trust like somebody trusts you to do a service for them and so in return they give you money so when you think about the foundation of that truth that is built on selflessness um and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to go against what you're saying. I want to pump you up and oh, no. make Eric no, Blum I... feel like a rock star because it's it's just it's hard. Here's what we got to realize, Eric, is like your wife's reality is different than your reality, and so right. you have the same goals but different roles. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. You have the same goals but different roles, and so you. Her job is to communicate to you what has gone on in her day, and your job is to is to feel that. It's not always to fix it, and it's also as important for you to communicate to her what is going on in your world. And so, I think the disconnect is that 
you feel like you're, and, and, and she may be right, like 90% of the time. And so you just got to correct it. But I think the disconnect is the communication of where she's coming from in her day and where you're coming from in, in your day. And it's not yeah. necessarily that you're coming from a selfish point. It's just you guys are literally on two different islands pushing towards the same objectives. And there's a, there's a communication disconnect. And you and I both know we say stupid stuff at the end of the day when we're tired and we just want to sit there and eat. <laughs> so it's, it's, no, we, it's we would never do that. We would never do that. <laughs> But it's hard. Like I, I, I would, I would love to talk more about this with you because we still wrestle with this all the time. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard. I mean, oh geez, a year ago, two years ago, when I first went down and met Corey Ballard down at Perfect Cut, that was one of the first things that when me and one of my buddies that also does lawn care, yeah, went down there. He said, as he said, you know, it's hard to separate work and home life. Mm-hmm. That it is just difficult because both of them take so much of your own time. Yeah, you know, I mean it. It it takes each one of them takes twenty four hours of your day. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so it's like you got you got to find the happy medium, and it's, it's difficult. Yep, and so yeah, I I get that. I mean, and I'm I'm sure you know the goal is. Amanda eventually becomes kind of our office, office manager, office staff, because that's mm-hmm. what she is very good at. And so I feel like once that happens, you know, it'll be even more difficult to separate just yeah. regular home stuff in that. But we will both also have a better understanding of what each of our days like yeah. without even having to really talk about it outside of work. Yeah, it's true. It's so. true. Man, we'll we'll keep we'll keep wrestling with that together. So, well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna hop off here. I'll let you go, and um, I'll put these notes back up on the Word doc, and we can kind of continue to use that as a as a reference point. But shoot me a text right. if you have anything um, between now and our next chat. And uh, oh. I'm I'm hoping you guys have a, a merry Christmas, man. Yeah, you guys too. All right, boss. We'll see you. All right. Thanks, Britt. Bye, Bye, Eric. See you. Bye. Hey, guys. That is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.